Beloved, you are about to listen to another enlightening and life-transforming teaching by Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna, the senior pastor at the Pliro Nation Accra, Ghana. We pray that you are blessed watching this video or as you listen via our podcast station. Stay connected and grace to you. Jesus is Lord. To Jesus. Alright, so we've been learning so much about the Amorites when I stood that the Amorites were uh, roaming about from place to place aimlessly, frequently, but without a fixed pattern of movement. We understood that. And we said, you see, people who have that kind of life. Uh, is the spirit of the Amorite that is driving them, is the Amorite spirit that is controlling them, either manipulating them or possessing them. And there are two things, either you cast out the spirit from them, or you cast both them and the spirit out of your environment. It's, it's, it's dangerous to keep such people around you, are you getting what I'm saying? No matter how nice they are, no matter how loving they are, it's dangerous to keep such people around you because they are detrimental to your destiny. Like um, a man of God said something, he said, it is better to walk alone than to walk with a crowd that we don't know where we are going to. We shall make it a little. It is better to walk alone, to walk alone, than to walk with a crowd that we don't know where we are going to. Now, one of the, one of the craves of most places of the gospel is to gather them by all means. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's one of the craves. Gather them by all means. Gather them by all means. That's one of the craves. And that craze has led to a lot of, I'm reading the write-up today on um, what causes, you know, uh, um, uh, a lot of challenges to ministers. Um, and that craze, some of the time, has led to burnout, it has led to untimely death. Uh, 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 one of the, uh, said, the pastor went to do a checkup on himself, and he was 50 years old, but when he went to do a checkup, he discovered that the, check, the, 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 the doctor told him that his heart was the heart of an 80-year-old man person, 80-year-old man. Was 50 years old, his heart was around about 80 years old. I think I also heard about a man of God who passed on. He passed at a person at 59 plus, almost 60. And his heart was the heart, when he checked his heart, his heart was the heart of a 120 year old man. Twice his age, when that man worked. And we celebrate that man. Without him, I don't know if the gospel would have had the roots. The, uh, the effect he had in Africa, he led to Jesus. And what I'm trying to tell us, but that man was not a man who was after crowd. He was not after, he was after sending the gospel everywhere. We must so deceit and we celebrate him, he led to Jesus. But one of the praise of many of many ministers of the gospel is gather them by all means. Whether they know where you are going to, or they don't know where you are going to, just gather them. And when you gather men like that, and they will be, they will be the greatest undoing. Because they'll give you burnout, they give you stress, they give you frustration, and every of that. And that's one of the greatest. And you carry people that are roaming, people that are going from place to place aimlessly. You carry people that are, 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 are without a fixed pattern of life and movement, and you carry them along. And you are trying to give them a pattern of life. And at the end of the day, what they tell you for trying to give them is that you don't love them. Are you know what I'm saying? Yes. You carry romance, you carry aimless people, and you are trying to pattern their destiny. As as Richard Father would say, he said, the, the, the place where we started ministry, he said, that those people, their response to you is, why do you want us to be rich? Why do you want us to succeed? Why do you want Did we tell you we want to succeed? Did we tell you we want to be blessed? Did we tell you we want to be rich? What is your problem? That is their attitude. Are you know what I'm saying? 
So when you give your all and you push and you are trying to press, and the other people is telling you, did he tell you you want to succeed? Did he tell you you want to be blessed? Did he even tell you you want to go to heaven? Are we complaining about going to heaven? <laughs> like we say, most people, most most people God will present heaven as good. God has built too many mansions without knowing the number of people that will come to heaven. So now he's not he's not um, having too many houses, too many mansions for too few people. And so God is actually looking for people to occupy the mansion so that they will not be empty like that in heaven. And God is actually looking for more complaint. That's what we present the gospel most of the time. And it's an appalling way to present the gospel. You cannot say that's when it's presented like that, number one, you get those kind, you get amorites into your food. Because you say they are coming to help you. They are coming to do God a favor. After all, they don't come to heaven, the mansions will be empty. And it will be echoing when God is passing through the area. The mansions will be echoing, and God will be bored without plenty of people. We make it feel that God needs plenty of people, so we have to fill our our churches, our buildings with people, and then we have to fill heaven because God needs many people in heaven. As though the devil does not need plenty of people, are you hear what I'm saying? And so this this presentations we have not known over the years that we have been presenting it wrongly. These presentations has attracted more people with the Amorite spirit into our food. And the more they come, the more they frustrate the work, the more they frustrate the ministers, the more they frustrate the gospel. Because they are, they are actually, some of the time people look at them and say, is this what it means to be born again? I remember in a way, a former mission field, um, um, my interpreter told me once that a, a white man stood um, opposite the ch church and it's on a Sunday service and he saw them, you know, rejoiced and every of that. And he said, look at them. This is what they do, sing, sing, dance, dance, waste their time. They're just wasting their time. Now, why would a man stand like that and talk like that? Because the actual fact is that these people sing and dance on Sunday and on Monday they are begging the white man for job. They are the ones drilling all the money there. They are the ones bossing everybody. So they, 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 they sing and dance on Sunday and on Monday they are the, they are the Slaves of the white man. So the white man actually feels that come on, there's nothing you you guys have to offer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's nothing you have to offer. And they get to get, they get to work, they don't give excellence, they are not at their peak performance, they are not upgraded, they are not useful to the organization, so they are actually just roaming, they are aimless, they are, they, are, they are without a pattern of movement in life. And when the the, the, the hidden sees a an acclaimed Christian who has no pattern of life. Who is roaming? Who is aimless? The only thing they can explain is he's wasting his time. And that's the reason why we have to wake up to these realities. And we have to the Bible says, judgment will start from what the household of it. We have to deal with it inside before we think of outside. Most of the time when we think of these spirits, we are thinking of outside. Rest. No! The, the, the spirit of Judas is not outside, it's inside. Ahab was a king of Israel. He was the one who went to shipping Jezebel. He went to shipping trouble, the amplified version of wickedness. If Ahab was well dead, with Jezebel would not have no access. So most of the time when we think of this, we think of outside, but the outside is not the issue. The issue is the inside. It has to be dealt with inside. Among the prophets of Ireland and future and many others, there might have been some, um, some prophets of, of the Lord who switched down. So it has to be dealt with. Else, 
we end up frustrating our efforts. Today you see people say, I get genuine Christians. People say, you hear a lot of things outside. You, know, you, you hear a lot of things outside. Now one of the main things here that there was a uh, young man on the internet, Sadana was insulting different, different prophets and prophets. Another brother came and said, the guy has mouth to insult uh, prophets. Don't worry, God will soon deal with him. My brother, let back fight for himself. That is what the, the, uh, the father of Gideon said. I think we should come to the point where we say, let's allow God fight for himself. Is that not so? Yeah. If we are genuine, let's allow God fight for himself. Because I know that if we keep pursuing genuity, if we keep pursuing integrity, if we keep pursuing pleasing God, the God that we are serving knows how to still slap. Uh, the angel has slapped her out and when we started eating, that angel has not stopped working soon. He has not stopped working. His hand is still heavy. Okay. He has not retired. He's still very functional. And there is that angel. He will start working. He will start, he will start operating in Africa. Amen. He will start operating. Amen. Because uh, 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 God has been telling him, chill, chill, relax. The angel has said, Oh, this man, this man is here, he's looking forward to slap scenes. You know, the one that he wants with 5,000 and one with 5,000 soldier. Those angels, you see, those guys, they have gone and they tell them, chill, chill, relax. You know? It's all those um, gentle angels that have been working. That's why I say that, you know, these things are not in them. Why those angels start working? Then they start working. Then they start working. So those angels are, are seriously, seriously looking for who to slap. But God is telling them cheap. And you know why God is telling them cheap? Because we are not even represented enough for him to release the angel. When we begin to represent enough, God will not just waste any further time. The angel will begin to slap. I get what I'm saying. So it's important these forces are to be dealt with. We understood that the, 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 the Amorites were one of the instruments of the downfall of the um, tenth dynasty of Earth. So we understood that they, 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 they are instruments of downfall. Anywhere they go, they must fall. Things must fall. Things must fall apart until the centers cannot hold. They carry an anointing to, 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 to make things collapse. I get what I'm saying. And when they come into an environment, like somebody told us, when they say these particular people, ah, they are very hardworking. They can raise things up and at the same time they can fall things down. <laughs> and the people that came to meet us, the first set of people that came in. They can raise and they raise it together. They don't carry that, they don't carry that tribe alone. It's their own tribe, only their tribe. So if you allow them to colonize your system, they can colonically raise it up. But if you don't allow them to colonize your system, they can colonically put it down. And so they thought they had met some people that they can raise up and put down. But they saw that the whole world game was a different world game. So, and that, that is actually the Amorite spirit. They are instruments of downfall. They like pulling things down. They like pulling people down. Are we together? So we dealt with that um, last week. Amen to Jesus. Now there's another thing about the Amorites we're going to deal with today. Amen to Jesus. And I'm going to quickly rush off two of them and we'll close up on this Amorite spirit. Amen. And the next is that they are, they are represented on the Egyptian monuments with fair skins, light hair, blue eyes, Aquiline noses and pointed beards. Wow. Wow. See, you see, what I like some of these um, uh, eschatologists um, or archaeologists is that the way they gave information.
definition there, they have some good level of precision. So with that, if you give this kind of information, a good artist, like you know, can draw it out. Like the way they do in um, um, intelligent nations, where they tell you describe the criminal or describe the person, and they describe and an artist draws the person out. So with this description, you can draw out what an Amorite would have looked like. Fair skins, light hair, blue eyes, aquiline noses, and pointed beards. But that's the description of a fine lady. Very beautiful. But for them, it was men we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. So you can see that they are men were actually beautiful men. Beautiful. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. Are you know what I'm saying? So this means that they were extremely beautiful in their physical looks. Extremely beautiful. It speaks of the, the spirit of seduction. Very beautiful in their physical looks. That's why the book of Proverbs says, Favor is deceit and beauty is great, but a woman that fearing the Lord she shall be praised. They were beautiful in their looks. They had a seductive look. Don't talk about the men, you're not talking about the women. If the men were like this, that means women should have been something else. And you know what I'm saying? Because you know, when you're going to archaeology and Bible times, it's the men that were counted and the men that were looked at more. And you get know what I'm saying? So they had beauty, beauty. Their selling point was beauty. Their attraction point was beauty. So they had the power of attraction in beauty and the power of seduction. The unrest spirit is a spirit of seduction. It's a spirit of beauty and attraction. It attracts you with this kind of beauty. It attracts you with this kind of seductive beauty that you cannot withstand it. And you get what I'm saying? Very beautiful on the outside. Very beautiful. But you know what? They were ugly in character. You can see we have been describing their character since, since we all looked at their beauty, their physical, you understand what I'm saying? Remember that we're looking at their character since. Somebody that people that are the whole, people that were responsible for downfall, people that um, didn't have a fixed pattern of movement, people that were able to just lay out character. So they were ugly in character, they were ugly in soul, and they were ugly in spirit. Beware of people who have external beauty, but internally they are ugly. That's the amorous spirit. Like somebody said, character takes a woman to marriage. Sorry, um, um, beauty takes a woman to marriage, into the marriage, but character keeps her there. He says, so ladies, when, when you are going to, the man of God said, he says, so ladies, when you are going to pay money to cosmetic uh, surgeons to cosmetically arrange your body, he said, also gather enough money to pay to them to arrange your character. I cannot say so they will live in a world where people are so moved by the physical and the superficials. We don't know about beauty here. That, that's why we, we use the male figure because it's not just women we're talking about here. But then we about people that on the outside they look so nice, so beautiful, so wonderful, so oh, ah! Their first impression. See, in those days they used to tell us first impression matters a lot. They used to tell us in motivation that your first impression could lead to your lasting impression. Your first impression matters a lot. The first impression people have about you could determine what they will think about you for the rest of their life. Or if you still hear things, almost 
well, well framed out words. My brother, it is theory. When you come to practical, you know that first impression does not matter a lot. In, an, in, 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 a, in a place where they use first impression to attract you, so they can use second impression to kill you. <laughs> you know that first impression does not matter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, matter we some people began with what they see the same motivation, they made, made, made us understand that some of the people that look arrogant on the outside or your first impression, they could be one of the most nicest people if you get to take time to know them. Why some of them that look very nice? They are not smooth criminals at first impression. Very nice. We met quite a number of them. Smooth criminals. Smooth criminals. The Amorite spirit is a spirit that operates with first impression, external beauty. But internally, ugly. Jesus was speaking and he told the Christ, he said, Ah, look at you. You are like white sepulchres. On the outside, you are looking white and all clean and all beautiful. But when they enter into you, it is rotting things that are in there. And that's what, what we are suffering a lot today in the church. That's what we are suffering a lot. See, when we are talking first, we are talking to we are talking to self, to whom? We are talking about whom? Before we start talking outside. Because let us clean up whom, then we can begin to talk about ourselves. We don't have the right to go outside and talk to people outside. When we don't clean up whom? Charity begins at home. A man that has not cleaned up his house, the Bible says a, 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 a man that cannot take care of his, uh, his, his family is what? Worse than an infidel. And a man who seeks to be a bishop or be a man of one wife and, and, and responsible to his family and friends. So it must start from home before we start going outside. When you see people that are, are beautiful on the exterior, when you look at them, they look so faultless, they sound so faultless. We met them. Wait, Pastor, don't worry. Pastor, never worry. Pastor, don't worry. Pastor, when you see them like this hair, hey, they look like heaven on earth. But inside, rotting, scheming, and planning for your destruction and downfall. It only takes the spirit of discernment to discern what is in your heart. It only takes the fire to bring that divine pine there. I get what I'm saying? We have to make our environment hot spiritually so that vipers as they enter, as they enter, they'll be running out. But if our environments are spiritually cold, vipers will chill out. They're cool, they stay cool. And the privilege of God's grace is environment that is so spiritually hot that when vipers come in, they itch fast. They don't know how they can they itch. After we so vipers will chill out for a while. We understood the techniques that this was the Amorite spirit. We heated the fire. What after the other is Viper started running away. And then before you know it, there was a system in place of fire to expose and chase Vipers. And now, before you know it, as they come in, before you know it, they're out. It's the Amorite spirit. It, it comes with a deception and it comes with a seduction. One of the powers of seduction is deception. The Bible says more problems about the, the strange woman. He said, he says, come, come, come. My, my, the man is not at home. My husband is not at home. Come, come, come. Let us take our feel of love. You know, making it look so sweet, as if, as if, <laughs> as if immorality is sweet. And that's what he said. It makes it look so fine on the outside. It says that when you go in, before you know it, you have entered into a trap you cannot come out of. 
you get what I'm saying? That's Amora spirit. So beautiful on the outside. If you see some of them, so nice. Am I right? People that are pretty with their right so nice. So beautiful. So nice. What you like this this person is spotless, spotless. But when you begin to go deeper, you see a character that is ugly. You see an ugly character. You see a monster. You see a monster. You see a monster in the character, a monster in the soul, and a monster in the spirit. When people operate like this, they are either possessed by the Amorite spirit or manipulated by the Amorite spirit. Why we say possessed? Because those who are not born again, they are possessed by the spirit. You see, when a man is not born again, most likely is carrying religion. I hear what I'm saying. Yes. Most likely is carrying because you will display many characters that he thinks that there is character, but not knowing that it is the operations of spirits, demon spirits. I hear what I'm saying. Yes. That are fueling his character. So when a man is not born again, most likely is possessed by demons. Are you getting me? When a man is born again, if he displays his character, then he's manipulated by the Amorite and he has to be dealt with. And one of the problems is that if some people do not know this money, this operations of this spirit, how can they know what they are dealing with? How can I, I'm not a deliverance minister? I'm not going to be but this year I don't know why God has taken us so much into exposing space. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. But I believe that it's important for the Church of Jesus. And see, we are. We are servants of God. We are ministers of the full counsel of Yahweh. So whenever the Lord leads us to speak in a particular way, we just speak it. Because that's what God wants to do in his church. So if you don't know the operations of the spirit, how do you know to deal with it? How do you know what you are dealing with? We've had people being oppressed by and manipulated by demon spirits and they don't know. And so as a result of that, they think that there's something wrong or it's a psychological issue or whatever issue, but know that it's demon spirits that are oppressing and manipulating them. I can see somebody who is so nice. I said, the person, actually, this person is nice. He's really nice. But when they now use the word but, you know that there is something about the Amorite spirit there, an ugly character, a dirty character. Amorite spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God for no more. So when we see people of this kind, if they are born again and they want to be helped, we have to deal with that spirit by the authority in the name of Jesus and by the renewal of their mind. They have to start renewing their mind. Renew their mind. Because some of the time we just feel like this, oh, I came for a meeting and really meeting, I saw a being walked out of me. Um, um, oh, um, I, I felt the deliverance. It's not just a law for the deliverance. For a being to walk out of you because it's been manipulating, it's not enough. Your mind must be renewed. Because if your mind is not renewed, the being goes around looking for another place. And if he doesn't have that place, he comes back and checks Koma Home. Koma Home is good. He comes back with several other demons stronger than it. And the latter state is worse than the former state. Now, so if a child of God is being manipulated by force, by demonic force, by demonic spirits, and he doesn't renew his mind by the world, it could be that later on when the spirit comes back, the case becomes more soft. 
Why? His manipulations will be stronger and more dangerous. That's how we need to move the operations of this spirit and begin to renew ourselves, renew our mind with the world. Renew our mind as much as we can know. Yes, we should not go and start, I'm not saying we should not go and start studying um, demonology, bookubos uh, and sukubos and likes. Yeah, but as much as we can know about these operations, if you go to the Old Testament, you see the battles that the children of Israel fought and these kings and these um, people that were dealt with, they actually symbolize spirits in the New Testament. Are you getting what I'm saying? And their operations. So when you see and study the way these kings, these people behaved, you will see your behavior of demonic spirits. And how some of them are manipulating the Christians, and how some of them are possessing unbelievers. So you know how to deal with it. You don't, you don't cut with somebody who has these attributes. Because the person who keeps seducing you with the external of nice, this person is nice, this person is loving, this person is beautiful. How ah, very beautiful on the outside. He's a nice person, he talks very nice, he's very calm, but he keeps seducing you with the external, but internally he's destroying you. So you have to you have to choose. And that's why some of the times if we really must succeed in God's will, there are many seemingly good people that may not be good, that may not be around us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. They may be seemingly good people, but they will not be around us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Alright, so that's uh, what about the Amorite spirit. Amen. Now um, in the book of Deuteronomy, they are described as the last remnants of the giants who once lived on earth. We check it from chapter 3, verse 11. Let's, let's see if we can check that out quickly. 3, verse 11 says, For only all king of Bashan remained of the remnant of giants. Behold, his bedstead was a bedstead of iron. Is it not in Rabat of the children of Ammon? Nine cubits was the length thereof, and four cubits the depth the breadth of it, after the cubit of a man. So they were, they were, they, they, they were what? They were the last remnants of giants who once lived on the earth. You know, we talked about the, uh, if you go through scriptures and uh, the book of Genesis, we talk about the the, 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 the sons of God that came to have intercourse with the, the daughters of men because they looked down and they saw how beautiful they were and they came down and then the end result of that was a bed of what? Giants. And um, if you go to more uh, archaeological and pathological studies, you, you, you may see, um, they talk about the Nephilims and every other, they were giant generation. And the, the king of all was the last, the, 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 the Amorite was the last set of giant women. Goliath was among this trend, are you getting what I'm saying? He was among them. So they were the last set of Amorites given the amen to Jesus. Now in the book of Joshua, there are enemies of Israel who are destroyed by the word the general Joshua. So if you look at it, um, they were the last set of giants. And you see, these, these giants, they speak of the great oppositions in life. Are you getting what I'm saying? When people go to oppose you because they are bigger, they have, you see, when, people, when, when, when Goliath came to fight David, when Goliath came to fight David, number one, he used experience in warfare as his first friend. Number two, no, number one, he used size, size, size. How many, how many feet tall? About ten No, about ten feet. I don't remember. But more than eight. Yeah. 
And so he used size. His size was the first intimidation to the children of Israel. Number two, um, um, Saul said, this guy has been a warrior for his youth. Size advantage, number two, experience advantage. Then number three, professionalism was a professional. Then number three, his weapons. His spare alone was, his, was bigger than his armor His shield was about the height of his armor bearer. So for the armor bearer to even carry his shield and his spear, he was actually almost collapsing. And then he was, his, his, his armor was made up of brass. And brass reflects light seriously. It was a measure of deception in battle. So by light, the, 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 the armor is not meant to be that reflective so as not to not bring, bring a, a deception and cheating into battle. So the battle will be fair. But when it is that reflecting, it can reflect into the eye of the opponent. And then the opponent can lose some level of balance because you know the eye is needful. And then they can do just do damage to the opponent. So we can see that he had the advantage of height, the advantage of experience and professionalism, and the advantage of what is weapons. Are, are you getting me? Now that is how the Amorite spirit operates. The Amorite spirit uses height advantage. They are exalted. They have positions. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are big in the society. Number two, they use experience. They've been there before you. They're just like trying to deal with some kind of uh, political powers in place now. Or trying to deal with some kind of organizations that have been there for years. They are already Amorites. And you know what I'm saying? It will take the Davidic anointing to deal with them. And then they use their weapons. They use hyper deception and well planned out weapons. That's a moral spirit. So they are big. They are big. They are big. Now, when you are fighting a giant, the first thing that comes, the first thing that the sign of the giant does to you is intimidation. Even if you are good, first thing is intimidation. It's intimidation. It's intimidation. So they are big. The Amorite spirit works with the intimidation of size. And when we see people that come and they begin to try to bear their influence, you don't have anything, you don't do anything in this thing. You're already forming big man for me. You're already forming me. No, when you see people that want to use size to intimidate you, know that that's the Amorite spirit working to them. Deal with it fast. Deal with it. Don't waste time. If you allow them to grow, they are already, in their eyes, already big. I know what I'm saying. In their own eyes, they are big. A little to you, they are big. If you allow them to grow bigger than how big they are in their eyes and how big they are in your eyes, they have destroyed you. I know what I'm saying. That was why when David saw Goliath, the first thing he did was to rubbish him. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? That dares to, 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 to speak against, to defile the army of the Lord. Now, so is that uncircumcised Philistine? How can he defy the army of the Lord? And then he said, You come to me, you come with a staff and stone. Do I look like a dog? Then he said, That's going to be kid dog. Will you stick to kid dog? You are a dog. I will kill you like a dog. 
So he, he, number one, he, 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 he saw the weapons David used, and the weapons made him was a reflection of who he was. So David did not only call him as uncircumcised Philistine. What did he do? He showed him where he belonged. The Jews called um, the, the uncircumcised, they called them dogs. So David showed him, you this one you are a dog. And we use stick to kill dog, I'll kill you with stick. We use stone to kill dog. When the dog is coming, we use stone. Boom! Stone it. I will kill you like a dog. victory point. And then the next thing was, you come to me with sword and respect, but I come to you in the name of the Lord God of Israel. Whose army you are defined? And Goliath cursed him with his God. And then he said, ah, because if Goliath was a Philistine, he was not speaking Jew. He was not speaking Jewish language. So, if he was speaking back, how was the complication like going? This one is speaking Israeli language. This one is speaking Jewish language. So, could it be that he, he had learned how to speak the Jewish language so that he can come and fight? That is the Akonai spirit. They learned every. I have met some of them. You see, I have connections. I have SSA. I have the national security of my friend. You see, that if you try anything and deport him, you know, I'm a big man, I'm a big man. I'm a They try to show you that they're big. They try to show you that they're big. And they learn languages. So, they will use your language to fight you. Goliath able to communicate with David. They were communicating. It's not. It was interpreter. Goliath was not his interpreter. <laughs> they were communicating. That means he learned the Jewish language to come and defy the Jews. And he said he crossed him with his God. David understood. David said, "Me, I will today, today, you tie your hair. I will cut it off." I will cut it up and I will feed it to the birds. I will feed, I will cut it up and feed it to the birds. Because if you mistakenly allow the giant become a giant to you, you have lost it. The Amorite spirit knows it is big and it wants to oppress you, it wants to intimidate you with its size. But you have a choice whether to accept his size or to reject his size. When Goliath saw himself as a giant, David saw him as a dog. Your perspective is what matters in dealing with the Amorite spirit. And you get what I'm saying? Prepare your mind to meet a, a dog, not just a dog, a local dog. Because there are dogs and there are dogs nowadays. And you get what I'm saying? He didn't look at him as a hybrid dog, he looked at him as a local dog. The ones who used to use stone to kill. There are some dogs we can't use stone to touch now. Before you reach your stone, something has happened to you. So he didn't classify him in a hybrid dog, he classified him as a local dog. And so Goliath, while you are looking at yourself as a big giant, I'm looking at you as a dog that kills you. And he ended up killing a stone. He stole his life out of him. And you get what I'm saying? So when you see people who come with size to intimidate you, they want to use size. They are always trying to use their size. Do you know who I am? I have influence. Do you know that I will call this uh, the, the, the governor, I will call the, uh, the, the president. I, I, as I'm talking to you now, I will call the senator. As I'm talking to you now, I will call the MP. As I'm talking to you now, I will call an assembly. As I'm talking to you now, I will call national security. 
it as I'm talking to you now. See, I, I, I saw a while ago, we saw somebody is like, uh, one, one hit another one with his car. And you know what? The one who they hit was like, what's the matter? They don't sound in a hurry, in a hurry. Say in a hurry. And they were shouting, shouting, shouting. In fact, now they're they coming to pick your car. The person that said they're coming to pick your car, see the kind of car I was driving. Don't worry, the other person will be saying, don't worry, I will call somebody now. They will pick his car. I'm taking this plane number. I'm taking the plane number. He carried the phone. But yeah, he's taking the snap the number. I will call them. My uncle is my uncle is a police is a police officer. See, and this this my uncle is like army. See, see, this I have this uncle, I have that uncle. The, I have this uncle, I have that uncle. This my uncle is a big man in police. That uncle is a big man. I'll tell you all your uncle at the end of the day, when matter slapping, you your uncles do not help until 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 the matter becomes a you know is the amorite word spirit. It makes the people big in their own eyes. Security, my friend. You see, uh, I know this one, I know that one. Uh, I know this one, I know that one. I know the whole world, I know the whole world. When matters start, I was amazed to see that no national security could come up. It's 
poses to be great. It poses to be established. It poses to be of influence. It poses to have authority, to have power, to have influence. I, I remember in our previous um, mission field, when they came to tell us, the other, the people who said, Do you know the lawyer of, you know, this, this you know their lawyers? Do you know their lawyer? They said, I come and tell us their lawyer. Do you know their lawyers? Say, Who is the lawyer? So, have you not heard of so, 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 person? Eh, I've not heard. We don't know him. We only know the name of Jesus and the name of <laughs> We don't know the name of him, but it's not important, it's not relevant. Actually, your brother was the biggest lawyer in the country, the biggest, the biggest. But his name was not relevant. Funny enough, he said he would go to court. He was sending points to go to court. He never appeared in court with my God. What a stupid matter. Are you know what I'm saying? So they come without, without uh, 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 oppression and that intimidating spirit. Do you know how big? Do you know our size? Do you know our capacity? Do you know our capability? When experience has stopped, when people start showing that they are big, they are just dogs. They are dogs. They are big people don't make noise. Big people don't shout. Between David and Goliath, who was the big person? <laughs> People don't make noise. People don't shout. They don't shout. People that have influence, that have power, they don't shout. People that have authority, don't shout. They don't make noise. In fact, they're the most quiet people you can ever meet. Self. Because real power is quiet. Real power is calm. When they know that I can deal with you, why do I need to make noise? Why do I deal with you? Why do I need to make noise? I remember I saw a, a video once of a puppy dog barking seriously at a big ascension dog. See the barking. And the ascension dog just ignored as if something was not barking. Because real power does not get moved by every noise around. Real power does not, does not try to prove a point. I told her the story of how a cheetah was put with other dogs and they wanted to do dog racing. You know, this dog racing where they bet for which one will win. And they put the, you know, they put the dogs in cage, the way they put the horses in cage. And when they shoot the dog, boom, they open the cage and they start running. They shot the dog gun and they open the cage and all the dogs are running. But the cheetah just chill out there, relax, enjoy itself. Relax. Why? Because it doesn't need to prove a point to anybody. It knows it is a cheetah. It knows it is the fastest land animal. I don't need to prove a point with dogs. If they brought a dog to his cage for him to eat, you eat the dog. <laughs> you eat the dog. But to, to race with the dog, no, don't insult me. But the spirit of the Amorite always wants to intimidate. It wants to prove that he's big. It wants to prove that he Do you know, do you know this? I people when you reach time to show people, nobody, even to show people for yourself, nobody can These things are things I've come to understand by time. And so when we see Christians operating in this spirit, we need to really put it on check. And uh, when we see the spirit coming near us, we need to put ourselves on check and deal with the spirit. So tonight we're going to be dealing with this final operations of the spirit of Amorite. The operations of, this, of, of seduction, deception, beauty on the outside, but ugliness on the inside. And size, intimidating size, 
intimidating power that they display when dealing with them in every aspect of our life. Amen to Jesus. Let's have a feet and begin to um, talk to the Lord just right ahead and um, pray the Holy Spirit for me to work.
the sweetest name. Thanks for listening, we hope you've been blessed by this teaching. Kindly share your testimonies with us at chumdiohahunaministry at gmail.com. Grace to you.